It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. Happy Saturday, everyone. I'm Jeff Parles. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. It's uh, it's the week before the Super Bowl. Oh, why are we doing this already? Uh, uh, our good friend, our good friend and uh, my co-host, Alex White, uh, under the weather today. Alex, feel better, please. We, we want you back for next week uh, with, uh, of course, uh, something uh, something called the, the big game here in town. I don't know if you've heard of it. Chiefs, Niners, pretty big game. We'll have coverage throughout the week here on here at the South Point Studio on the YouTube channel. Myself and Frank Nicotero uh, and Alex and our guy Sean in the corner over there will be around town having a good time. Uh, Basically, all football media is in, so it'll be a lot of fun throughout the week. Vinny Malliol will be with us later in the show as well. There are less college basketball games than last week on Saturday, where there were 154, but there's still a ton of them today. Uh, in the end of the after yesterday, uh, there's been a, by the way, there's been 4,100 games so far this year, John. 4,100 games in Div 1 College Hoops heading into today. There are not 4,100 today, thankfully, for you. You would not have been happy if I give you a list of 4,100. Well, let's dive in. Let's start up. Here we go on a, on a college a basketball Saturday here. Starting with the big one at the Garden. Or actually not there first. We'll start with Penn State, Indiana, because this was first in rotation number. I just want to throw this out there real quick, because this the way this has been bet overnight has been interesting to me, where... This open six here at the South Point immediately bet down to four and a half and now back up to six and a half on the, on the Indiana side, favored at home. Uh, credit to the Hoosiers for finally winning a game in conference. They beat Iowa earlier in the week at Assembly Hall. They were four and two in conference, three straight losses to higher-end teams, Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois. If you look at Indiana's resume so far this year, and again, this is not a tournament team. Every good team they've played, they've lost to. Every mediocre team they've played, they've found a way to win. Uh, Penn State home road splits. Again, they beat Rutgers earlier in the week. It's been a misery for the Scarlet Knights this year. Really, just no offense whatsoever. That is their only win away from Bryce Jordan this year. Only one, including non-con. They lost all the neutral site games. They lost... The non-con road game, or excuse me, they played no non-con road games, but all the neutrals and the non-con A&M, Butler, VCU, Georgia Tech, all losses. Their first road win was that Rutgers win on the road. I don't like the spot for Penn State. The number moved too much. If you got those early, if you got the four and a half, five on Indiana, I think that's fine, but now I wouldn't push it with taking Indiana, and I don't like Penn State at the number right now. Uh, other games at the noon Eastern that I did not give to Sean real quick that the numbers have changed that I like. Uh, both are 810s. I like two underdogs. I like George Mason getting five. I think that should be where it opened, which was closer to four, three and a half. I like the uh, Colonials in that one, or excuse me, the Patriots in that one, uh, plus the five against the Minutemen. And then I like LaSalle in the Battle of Philadelphia, plus five against St. Joe's. It's four and a half behind us. There's still fives out there. Those those intra-Philly games are always tight. Five points is too much with LaSalle, so we like two dogs getting five points in the Atlantic 10 this morning. 
All right, let's go to a big one at Madison Square Garden. The game that St. John's has been waiting for, taking on Connecticut here. UConn winners of nine in a row. They have not lost since December 20th of last calendar year. So, Sean, you could say they have not lost this year. See? You like those jokes all the time. That's not even a joke. It's a factual statement for once. Um, it's open three and a half. It's now four. Total open 145 and a half, now 146 and a half. So we always talk about on this show, Sean listens enough. What do we usually talk about with totals? Tempo, right? Usually tempo. And this is going to be a question of what tempo wins out in this game. Now, it's funny. I think of UConn as a more of an over team, especially in the non-con. They play really slow. They're 322nd in tempo. They're 64.8 possessions per game. St. John's, we know they play fast. They're in the top 100, nearly 70 possessions a game. We know this. We've talked about it on the show with St. John's. Uh, They have not played well recently. They started 4-1 in conference. They've lost 4 out of 5. Now, granted, their schedule has beefed up over the last five games. Should have beat Creighton in Omaha, lost by two. Seton all hit him with that 26-0 run in the middle of that game. Lose that one. Game against Marquette, they lose by one. Fall behind by 12 with five minutes to go. Almost win the game outright. And then a really just substandard performance in Cincinnati earlier in the week against Xavier where the, where the X-Men, the Musketeers, were just all over them all the way. I actually like the over in this game. Now, I liked it better now. Just moved back to 146, actually, as I was talking, which is good. <laughs> so this game has started to come back. I liked it at 145 and a half. Now at 146, you can justify going over. Now, again, yes, I get you're not getting the best of it, but 146, you're going to have to get there to go over 145 and a half anyway. Yeah, you could end up getting a push instead of a win, but I do like this over. I think the way this game plays out now, there's no real home floor in this game for St. John's. We all know all the UConn fans coming to Manhattan. Going to be, at best, I think, for St. John's, a 50-50 split. Vinny has talked about it as well, uh, that St. John's would like to play their home games, especially this one, probably rather play the Carnesecca on campus. But I like the over in this game. I can't quite get there embedding the Johnnies, but I like this one over a little bit more uh, than anything else. Let's go to Virginia Tech in Miami. This is also at noon. Real quick on this one, because I don't have much to say. Total's been bet up in this game, now 153 across the board. Uh, That just legitimately happened in the last five minutes uh, where the whole market went to 153. I get it. I I really, you know, with with both of these teams, to me, they're both pretty significant underachievers this year. I thought Miami, with the amount that they returned, was going to be a solid, definitely in the NCAA tournament team. They're on the outside looking in. Vatek has been a disappointment since uh, the tournament in Orlando that they played. I think this totals now getting to the point where you'd look under, if anything, once you're now at 153. I'd also consider taking forward Vatek, but I just can't quite get there. Four is the only, here at the South Point, it's the only four in the market. It's all three and a half now. Uh, Arkansas LSU. There's also a noon game. Arkansas, five-point dogs on the road at LSU, 153 and a half the total. Uh, I would only be looking to betting the under in this game. 
Arkansas finally won a game in conference again. They won in Columbia, Missouri against Mizzou. Mizzou uh, in the uh, the toilet bowl matchup in the SEC later today with winless Vanderbilt, winless Missouri uh, in conference play. Winner's going to end up probably being the 14th seed in the SEC tournament. Uh, I don't really like LSU. I don't know if they're the team that's capable of taking advantage of Arkansas's mediocre defense. So I would lean to the under. The problem is always in Arkansas games, and this is the case with LSU because they both play fast. I don't know if either offense though capable of getting this game into the mid-150s, which is what it would be to get this game over. Uh, another A-10 game at 930. Didn't give this one to Sean, so you don't have the up-to-date numbers on there. Uh, Duquesne on the road in Rhode Island today. We like the Rams, plus the five. Uh, this open three and a half, this actually is all the way up to five and a half at some spots. Uh, if we get the five and a half, definite play on Rhode Island at home uh, against Duquesne in the A-10. All right, South Carolina, Georgia's up next. Now, we talk about spots all the time in college hoops. South Carolina, credit to Lamont Paris. I thought this was going to be a bottom-tier team in the SEC. They're 6-2 and two in conference. They just came off of a top-five road win at Tennessee. What a win for them. They've won four in a row. This is a little bit of a tricky game handicapping-wise. Because I know our friend Alex Light would be looking at, hey, this is a revenge spot for South Carolina. They lost at home earlier in the year to Georgia. It's also, I think, a brutal spot for South Carolina. Going on the road for the second consecutive game after that humongous upset against Tennessee. Now you get Georgia, who's coming off of, I think it's safe to say, the grossest non-cover of the year in Power 5 basketball, where they were up. 19 to 2. They were up 10 with seven minutes to go, and they didn't cover six and a half at home. Lost by nine to Alabama. They're at home. This is a brutal spot for South Carolina. I laid a dollar twenty-five on the money line earlier this morning. Now minus one thirty. It's one and a half with Georgia. I laid that cheaper money line price with the Bulldogs. Uh, if you want to lay the one and a half, no problem with that. You can go ahead and do it. But when it's all said and done here, we still rely on the spot plays here in college hoops. And this is just a brutal spot for South Carolina on the road at Georgia. We're going to lay the money line with Georgia. If you want to take the lay the one and a half with the dogs, I can get behind that as well. Uh, just brutal, brutal spot for South Carolina, who they are one of the teams that I'm most intrigued to see where they end up getting seated in the NCAA tournament. Because their non-con, their best win in non-con, I would say, is Grand Canyon, who is a legitimate NCAA tournament team. But they're all their all their great wins have come in conference. Kentucky, Tennessee, a win against Mississippi State's a good one as well. There's still more opportunities. Get another crack at Tennessee in Columbia, South Carolina at home to get out Auburn. Uh, again, there's not a. There's only about three really quality wins to be had in the SEC this year. Four, I would just say: Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Uh, they already missed their shot against Bama. They got destroyed in the second half of that game after leading at halftime. All right, keeping it rolling. Sports by the book is the show. I'm Jeff Piles. See Vinny Maliulo in a little bit. Going next to Northwestern and Minnesota. Fascinating game here. This is a tough spot for Northwestern. It's a pick. Part of the reason for that is I think the quality of the spot here 
where Northwestern is coming off an overtime loss at Purdue, where 46 to 8, 46 to 8 on the free throw discrepancy, Purdue needed all of it to win the game in overtime. I've been a big proponent of the Wildcats this year. I think they're underrated. The numbers have been messed up on the Northwestern front for a few reasons, mostly because of two results where they had that ridiculous loss at home to Chicago State, and then they got annihilated by Illinois in Champaign. Those two games kind of messed with the numbers for Northwestern. Where I think Northwestern, by the way, Northwestern moved up four spots after that loss to Purdue earlier in the week in Ken Palm. They're 43rd. I think Northwestern's one of the 30 best teams in the country, personally. Now they go on the road to the barn, Williams Arena in Minneapolis. A very difficult spot to play. Now, Minnesota, it looked like they turned the corner completely at the beginning of conference play. They were 12 and 3. They were three and one in conference. All their losses, their worst loss still by Ken Palm was that home loss to Mizzou where they blew a 20-point lead in the second half. They got a nice win on the road in State College earlier in the week against Penn State. I just think Northwestern's a lot better. Now, you can argue for the spot. Ken Palm is Northwestern by a point in this game for what it's worth. But I just like the better team here. I'll take Northwestern. We'll take the pick. We'll take Northwestern. It's a brutal spot if they lose. So be it. You move to the next one. Dip your hat. All right. Marquette and Georgetown's up next. So Georgetown, and I don't want to throw Georgetown in the same category as DePaul because that's not fair to Georgetown. But Georgetown's not a good basketball team yet. They will be at some point under Ed Cooley, but they're just not good yet. You now take out Marquette. These two teams met the Friday before Christmas. Marquette won by 30 in Milwaukee. Marquette has found themselves again after a two and three start in conference play. Now, schedule softened a little bit, but a sweep of Villanova beat St. John's in MSG, beat Seton Hall, and it beat the Paul. So what? But now they get Georgetown on the road, second of a back to back. Totals one fifty one and a half. This totals actually gone down, where there's one fifty two and a half overnight. I actually like this over still. Now, you look at the defensive numbers for Marquette, their top 15 defense. You look at the defensive numbers for Georgetown, they're horrific, the 292nd. The whole question in this game is, can this game be played at the right pace to get this over? Because Marquette likes running, Georgetown does not. But if you end up in a scenario where this is Georgetown chasing, has to, they have to play a little bit faster. Marquette likes playing faster as his own right. First time these teams met, he didn't get any help from Georgetown on the scoreboard. Marquette scored 81. Georgetown scored 51. So it was a 132. In an 11.5 point game, realistically speaking, of 151, you need Georgetown. And you're, you're extrapolating that out to 80, 81 and a half to 70 when we're looking at that sort of number here, 80, 80, uh, 81 uh, to 69 and a half, something in that pocket when you're extrapolating this out on, on the team totals. Marquette's going to get to 80 here. Just a matter of can we get Georgetown to the right point? I think we can, especially with this game in D.C. 
uh, 151.5, like it over on Marquette and Georgetown. All right, let's go to the Big 12. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, real quick on this. Pokes are two-point dogs now. This one just moved from one. So the money coming in on, on the Wildcats here. Uh, I don't mind taking two at Oklahoma State. I, it's, not a, it's a lean more so than a play. Again, I'm in the camp of if you're getting points at home and the matchup is even enough in the Big 12, you take them this year. The only problem is that Oklahoma State has looked real bad at times this year, other than their win against West Virginia at home. Ken Palm has it at two, so the number is spot on with that. But I would look at the pokes, if anything, in that one. Battle of Texas up next. TCU welcomes in Texas in Fort Worth. Four and a half TCU laying it at home against the Horns. Uh, you know, it, it, this TCU team has found themselves very talented basketball team. Not overly impressed with their non-con. They didn't beat anyone. They've started beating teams in Big 12 play. They have the win over Houston. They have the win against Baylor, the win against Texas Tech earlier this week. Oklahoma as well. I just mentioned four top 30 Ken Palm teams, and at least to me, I think Texas Tech is of a top 25 quality instead of Oklahoma, but regardless. You get Texas, bubble-ish team. I think they'll make the tournament just because of the quality of wins they'll get in conference, and they already have. Wins against Cincinnati on the road, Q1. Q1 against Baylor, Q1 on the road to Norman. I wish this came four. I don't love laying the hook here, but it would be a lean to TCU. They're just better. They're a better basketball team than Texas. Uh, Virginia and Clemson. I would only bet Clemson in this spot four and a half. Totals 127 and a half. Ugly, ugly basketball game coming at Little John Coliseum. Uh, this Virginia team has looked better, though, to their credit. Now, you're third in conference. They're seven and three. They've won five in a row. Now, here's the problem, though, with Virginia. I think it's a mirage. Virginia Tech at home, at Georgia Tech, NC State at home, at Louisville, Notre Dame. I didn't mention a good team in the bunch. They have beaten, to me, one and a half good teams this year. Beating Florida on a neutral, excellent win. Other than that, the home win against Texas A&M is really their only other reasonable one. Not good enough. Not a good team there in Virginia. Uh, as we know, plays ridiculously slow, second slowest tempo in all of college hoops. Going next to Cal and Arizona State. So this one I liked overnight at the one and a half. This got bet all the way to three and a half, and now it's back to two and a half. I still like the Sun Devils. I credit to Mark Madsen for getting this Cal team to look at least half decent. I think four conference wins. Pretty good for where this program had been. On the road, though. Second of the Arizona's two-step. It's a pretty difficult spot. Sun Devils have looked really awful since that 4-0 start out of nowhere in Pac-12 play. Only win is against, was against a battered USC team. But I like them to win this one. I don't mind laying the two and a half with Arizona State at home uh, against Cal in this one. Again, not, not the greatest of matchups in that one. Utah State, San Diego State up next. Aztecs five and a half. <laughs> number just came too high uh big home field a home court advantage at viejas i just can't quite get there with san diego state credit again to utah state for what they have done this year where you look at the mountain west you're seven and one 
Their only loss in conference is in the pit. Nothing wrong with that, even though New Mexico was defeated earlier in the week at home by Boise. Uh, I wish this game came one of two ways. Either it came a little bit higher, take Utah State. If it was six and a half, seven, I would be taking Utah State. No way that was going to come as that. If it came four and a half on San Diego State, it'd be an interesting decision. It'd probably be a lean to the X at that point uh, if we were at four and a half on that one. <laughs> Mizzou and Vanderbilt, both teams winless in conference play. It would only be a take of the dog at home in Vandy. Uh, Mizzou a one-point favorite, total 140. <sighs> Pretty disappointing what's happened to Missouri this year where make the tournament a year ago, good vibes coming into the year, just not the same type of team that they were a year ago uh, under Dennis Gates' second year for him. I don't know if I remember, I don't know if I sent this over to Sean or not, but I do have a play on Air Force and Boise. Nope. 12 and a half. Rough spot for Boise here, I think. Uh, yeah, games at home. They're coming off a really big road win. Now, I don't think Air Force is, is particularly good. This was 13 on the overnights, now 12 and a half. Still good on the Falcons. Like going against Boise after that big upset win in the pit earlier in the week against. New Mexico. All right, one last one, and we'll take a quick break. Central Florida, one-and-a-half-point favorite, or excuse me, underdog at home against Oklahoma. I wish this game came three on Central Florida, and I would take the home Knights, who are coming off a game where they had a big halftime lead against Baylor, and they blew it and did not cover. They, right now for Central Florida, now, they're not an NCAA tournament team, but this is kind of the team that you look at in the Big 12 where I think teams will kind of look past and they're not, they're a good enough team that if you look past them that you're going to get bitten sometimes. We've already seen it with, with Central Florida. Kansas, of course, went down there and lost. Texas lost at home to this team. I wish this number just came a little bit bigger and we'd be taking the Knights, but at one and a half, I can't quite get there on Central Florida. Uh, for this one. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, some big ones coming, including Kansas, just a dog at home for just the third time since 1996. We'll break them down next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. 
After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in Sports by the Book is the show. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you as always. Boy, oh boy. We'll get Vinny in a little bit. I'm Jeff Parles. We're thrilled to be with you. I I I feel bad for I feel bad for Alex, who's who's under the weather this morning. She'll hopefully be back tomorrow. If not, we'll hopefully see her on Monday. So let's uh go to a game that I Thought I'd sent to Sean, but did not. Uh, Virginia, uh, Virginia Commonwealth hosting Richmond, a big rivalry there in Richmond, Virginia in the 810. I bet uh, VCO overnight three. It's now three and a half. I still think that's good on the Rams. Uh, a pretty brutal spot for the Spiders, who last week got that big win against Dayton. They're 8 0 in conference. Right up to Chris Mooney. Because I did not think this was a particularly good Richmond team this year going in. You look at their non-con, their only reasonable win was against UNLV. And here they are, undefeated in conference play. But this is a gigantic rivalry. Seagull Center is a difficult place to play. BCU coming off a loss to St. Bonaventure. It's all points to the Rams, even at the three and a half on VCU. <laughs> Sean, did you bet Rutgers in Michigan at all? You did? Oh, okay. What did you bet on? Okay, very good. Sean doesn't have a play. Michigan's four against Rutgers, total 139.5. This number, I think, should have came higher, but this is just a testament to how Michigan's really not any good. That they're only four against this Rutgers team that can't really score the basketball at all. Uh, we'll stay out of it. We'll move on to the next one. Florida and AM. This is a really difficult spot for Florida, where they just had to, they're finally, they got their signature win on the road, overtime win at Rupp, beating Kentucky. Now you get AM, the really tough spot for them. Now, the question here, and this did not make my initial list, the question here more than anything is AM, who again has a win at home against Kentucky. Other than that, at home, your second best win at home this year is Missouri. Yeah, they do have they do have the good road wins against SMU and Ohio State. A huge neutral against against Iowa State down there in uh, in Orlando, but that was when Iowa State was not playing well. Totally different team now. It would be a lean to A and M just because it's a brutal spot for Florida. In this one. All right, let's go to the big one. Houston, Kansas. 
The market is betting the Jayhawks, unsurprisingly. Kansas opened a two-point dog last night. It's just the third time they were an underdog at home since 1996. Beat Cincinnati in 96. Beat Baylor in 2021 as a dog at home. They're 2-0. They actually just moved to a pick here at the South Point. It's still one elsewhere. I would highly suggest betting KU before those ones are gone. Highly suggest it. Now, you look at the numbers here, and it does point to Houston. Houston's the best defense in the country by a wide margin. They have the roster that it would make sense that they could handle Kansas. As I've said all year with KU, they lack depth. They have, before the emergence of Johnny Furphy over the last few weeks, they had four guys who you trust. And they have the best, I would say, the best top four in the country with Harris and, and McCullough, Dickinson, and Adams. But they have no depth. And Houston, to their credit, now they don't, they don't have the greatest depth, but they have, they have width and length. They're big. And as has been the case with Calvin Sampson's teams there in Houston, they pummel you on the offensive glass. And for Kansas, they're not a particularly good offensive rebounding team, but they are a reasonable defensive rebounding team. And for me, this is a very difficult if you look at just the numbers, it is a difficult shot at Kansas, but we know how the games get officiated at the fog. This is the first time Houston has played there in a very long time. I very much so lean to the Jayhawks at home. Uh, if you can get a point still, go ahead. If you can get an even money, a money line anywhere, I would do it. I think this is the right, the right way to go about it here with Kansas at home against Houston in this one. All right. And there's two quick breaks on top of each other, but we're going to take one real quick because we'll get our guy Vinny Maliulo set up in studio. We'll get his thoughts on this one and much more when we get back. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, 
Come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu, plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show. South Point Studios, the site. I'm Jeff Barles. And now alongside, the laptop seemingly has gotten smaller. Oh, this, this is my college basketball laptop. Oh, okay. The college hoops yeah. laptop. Yeah. Okay. Vinny Maliula so is still here. early in the season. Halfway. So. Oh, I'm not that early. It's February 3rd. Here. Laptop's right here. Yeah, it's all there. All right between there. the eyes. Vinny Maliula. Good morning. How are you? What do you say, buddy? I'm good. I'm you good. were uh, I, I came in. You were talking about the uh... yes, the Kansas game. Which, yeah. Uh, I, I I got a text. I got a text from my dad, uh, who's watching the show this morning, and he is right. And this will this will upset my wife, who is a KU grad, undergrad. Ooh, that's right. Um, yes, Kansas doesn't have the depth, but don't forget they have three extra player players on the floor at all time. <laughs> Uh, a, a common refrain by uh, said by most Big Twelve fans through the years of uh, going to Fog Allen Field. Well, actually, I think, I mean, Dickinson and McCullough, uh, uh, McCullough, McCullough should play today, right? They're, they're so, both yes. um, but I, actually, I think Kansas is is the deeper team. When you look at Houston, okay, I mean, they don't go particularly. De they play extremely well and efficient yeah. and and terrific defense. Um. And the home home court. Now, when you, you know, yesterday we were talking about this game a little bit with with Chris Andrews on on Football yep. Friday, and remember the game at the time you saw two and a half. There was actually three and a halfs on somebody overnight. Yeah, that's crazy. Which to me. I said to you that this, this game is going to move, whether you know Dickinson and and McCullough were were, were going to play or not. I mean, uh, I, I think there would be support, and there's certainly been support overnight and through the morning on uh, uh, on Kansas. So, look, these are you know the other part. Jeff, is we're starting to see, uh, you know, in some cases too, be aware of, um, you know, the, the the games, you know, the second game of the season between between competitors. Um, you know, this one's not it, but uh, the, as we get through the card today, you'll you'll start to see some of those, you know, and uh, that's something that bears uh, bears watching too. But of course, and of course, injuries, right? I mean, when we get to the Kentucky game. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of injuries there as well. There are so many good games, high-end games on this card. Terrific, terrific uh, day card. And there's, by the way, uh, a game that just started. Um, apparently, the environment at Madison Square Garden is exactly what you would expect for Connecticut and St. John's, where, by the way, uh, they, that game just started. Yeah. The money came in late on St. John's here, because when we started the show, it was at 4, even some four and a half yeah. at at times, and it, Vinny, you closed three and a half on well, this game with St. John. Well, we opened it three again yeah. overnights. You know, yes, I put them up last uh, about between six and seven last evening. So uh, the the game did close with the Huskies as three and a half point favorites. Um, they they bet it up 
last night, and then uh, we came back this morning. So overall, two-way action. Look, this is this is not a home game for St. John's, really, when you think about it. I mean, there's certainly plenty of Johnny's fans there, and um, you know, but a lot of uh, Connecticut fans there as well. This is a game that Rick Pitino wanted to play on campus. If he had his if he had his way, he'd, he'd much prefer to uh, have this game uh, at on Lukonaseka uh, Court. <laughs> so. Uh, but not the case. A great crowd there, and uh, you know, uh, Patino's got uh, got got people excited about uh, basketball uh, in uh, uh, in in New York City again, and of course Connecticut, not that far away. So both teams getting backing today in the stands, uh, in the Garden, and certainly uh, at the betting counter as well. Tough ticket, I can tell you that. Tough ticket. Yeah, no, it's it's a great ticket. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, uh, and and again, this uh, you know, and again, it, it reminds me of. When I was growing up, there were times, and, and not with these two teams, but certainly with St. John's, we used to, uh, uh, yeah, there were there were basketball doubleheaders, you know, uh, in, in college. There were, there were there were NBA doubleheaders too, by the way, at, at the Garden. It was you say, well, who would be? It'd be like uh, maybe the Buffalo Braves, uh, like the Knicks might be playing the Celtics in the second game, and and the Braves and the uh, uh, Washington Bullets at the time might be playing in the, in the first one. So, you just confused yeah. everyone behind the glass on those yeah. two teams. The Buffalo Braves, they they did have okay, and then the the Washington. Well, what are, the, the Wizards now? They they were the see. They know they, these are historians. They know when I'm around. Be pay attention to history, right, boys? That all right? Oh, look at that. See, history minor, outstanding. Oh, hey, hey, technically, technically my degree is in history. I don't, it, did you realize that? No, I didn't know that. I thought, so I was a history uh, major. You were a history major. Were you going to be a history teacher? Professor? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. 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 I wasn't. I just needed the piece of paper. You made. do. That was you the just one need. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, That's yeah. good. Well, That's it, actually, it does have a Vegas connection. My favorite history professor at... University of Missouri actually was a swimmer at UNLV. We don't have a lot of swimming at UNLV, I know. as you can imagine. I know. The, you know, isn't, you know that, isn't that, isn't the, that interesting? The swim team, I think, uh, swam at the Dunes pool. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that interesting? The Dunes, where the <laughs> Bellagio now sits. All right. Well, yeah, that was that. That was because, and before I moved here, of course, like sometimes you're you're ignorant on on how things are pronounced. He was the first person, uh, Professor Robert Smell, who. Uh, it was like, oh, it's Nevada. We're all the oh yeah, nineteen-year-old kids in Missouri. Like, what? What are you talking about? It's not. It's not you must say Nevada. It is absolutely Nevada. That's uh, right, know. Nevada. So pronounce it properly. All right, moving uh, along here, Vinny. So uh, I will ask you one last question on that KU Houston yeah. game. Uh huh. Um, where do you think this thing closes? Because uh, there, you guys are at pick right now. Are or Kansas back to one? I should say Kansas. You know, I'm not sure where it's going. It's going to go back and forth. But again, if, if Kansas closes a favorite, and we, we really alluded to this yesterday, um, that you know, especially with, with those guys playing, they're, they're, they're the home court. This is, a, this is a, a very good home court as oh, well. Yeah. I think it's the best one. In the so, um, you know, the, Kansas will, will probably uh, – it wouldn't shock me if Kansas closes a slight favorite here. Going to the Pac-12 next. Mm -hmm. This is actually an interesting game. The Mountain Schools taking on each other in Salt Lake City today. Vinny, uh, home road splits in college basketball this year have been e even more extreme to yes. me than usual this year. 
And Utah is a premium example of that. At home this year, Utah has not lost. They've also actually been dominant in conference play at home. Mm-hmm. They played beat Wazoo by 22. They beat UCLA by almost 50. Uh, they beat Oregon State by 27. They handled Oregon. They handled Washington. Now they get Colorado at home, where it is the one team that is used to playing at a higher elevation, obviously. Uh, but the market has bet Utah in this game. Three is now the m- number on this. Open th- uh, two, uh, two and a half. Open two and a half. Yeah. Now 150 on the total as well. Not surprised that people have been betting the Utes today. No, especially on the money line. In fact, as we speak, I think it's is it up to 155 or did they grab the uh, plus 35? So, uh, yeah, it's, I see 155 uh, uh, out there as well. Total, total hanging around 150, Jeff, which is right where it opened. So, um, yeah, I think there's going to be support for uh, for Utah uh, here. You know, I heard an interesting uh, uh, conversation this morning, and Seth Greenberg, who who does a, a terrific job, he was asked. He he was asked to compare the Mountain West conference bids, in his opinion, to the uh, Pac-12 and the ACC conference in terms of NCAA tournament bids. And uh, Seth said that he felt that the Mountain West would have more bids than the Pac-12 and the ACC. Oh, I definitely agree on. I the, do. I agree on the Pac-12. The Pac-12 I think for I'm sure. not so sure about the ACC, but you know that it bears. Uh, it bears noting. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Seth's got a, a a good a good opinion, and uh, you know, he follows it very closely. And having uh, having coached at that level too so uh i thought that was i thought it was an interesting comment but to your point too pay attention to to these this is another great home court by the way uh, oh yeah uh, huntsman, huntsman center, center yeah. is, yeah. is a yeah. tremendous home court and again a lot of times people you know what people have to realize when, when you look at home courts in college basketball you've got to look at the venue sure like a, a minute ago we were talking about madison square garden where there's almost twenty thousand people at the game well this you know, sometimes once you get the sight lines down and things like that, and you get over, well, it's Madison Square Garden. Uh, you know, your your adrenaline gets gets flowing as a player. But if you're in a small venue where the where the, the fans are right on top of you, the, great example: the Georgia Tech game the other night in, in North Carolina. The, the the student body, everybody's right on top of you. It is a much sometimes a m- much more difficult setting to compete in as you know as the visitor right and and you know what uh, that's another reason why you know rick patino would have preferred to have this game on campus today uh you know then uh, then in the garden so pay attention to uh to the uh, to the home courts and where they're playing the games um you know gonzaga there was a, a long time where folks didn't want to travel up to gonzaga because it was an arduous trip but also because Playing on that campus, in that easy. campus gym, better to, you know, now they play, you know, when, when somebody goes up there, uh, you know, it's typically in, in Seattle. So, uh, but those are, those are some things that, uh, to, to bear, bear watching. And uh, Utah's another example of that. Michigan State, Maryland, real quick here, Vinny, not the most intriguing game. Up to seven, though, with the Spartans laying it at home, total uh, one. 29 and a half. You guys actually opened seven. We opened there, seven. There, there, were, there were six and a half on yeah. the overnights yeah. uh, at mm-hmm. other spots. Yeah. I mean, 
here's the thing you i can't, this is the time of year where i think you wonder uh, or you're waiting for is michigan state going to make that run right i mean typically one of the more challenging schedules uh by any team and i give tom Izzo credit for that i mean right from the beginning he's always willing to play he, he took a page uh one of the <clears throat> one of the uh, power 5 conference power 6 uh coaches to uh, to take a page out of the old Gonzaga book where nobody was going up to Gonzaga, but uh, Mark Few took his team everywhere and anywhere. Um, and uh, But this is the time of year where if, you know, M Michigan State starts to assert itself, right? Mm -hmm. um, this this may be one of those games uh, to, to start jump, you know, get them jump started to where they start making a run and uh, really catch the eyes of the committee. Here's a really good mid-major game up next. The top two teams in the Valley battling mm -hmm. in Terre Haute today. Mm -hmm. The Sycamores of Indiana State. Welcome to Drake Bulldogs here. You know, so I actually think Drake has, and Jim Rudin and I talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. If they, if they, were, like, if they were to lose one more game in conference and then lose like in the in Missouri Valley final, I still think they would have an argument to be a to be a first four at large because of the quality of their team. Now the problem is their best non-con win. <laughs> what well, it was even their best non-con win by the numbers. Uh, Southern uh, Toledo. There you go, Toledo at one hundred and thirtieth. Yeah, uh, I, so that's not good enough. They're going to need more help than that, Jeff. I yeah, think. probably. I really but they play Drake today, and both of these teams are NCAA <laughs> tournament caliber teams for certain. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're both capable of winning games in the tournament. Drake should have won one last year against a team that ended up making the final four in Miami. Yeah. Had them dead to rights, and then Miami had that big comeback at the end of the game to, yeah. to find a way in that round of 64 game. Uh, this line hasn't moved at five and a half from yeah. where you opened it. I think the, the number's spot on, Vinny. I was hoping this would come a little shorter, and I'd lay it with the Sycamores, but... At five and a half, I think that number is spot on. You know, you bring up a good point because these are two very good teams and very capable teams. In fact, um, probably won't get the attention that it it deserves uh, because it's it's mixed in with you know such a big schedule. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, look look at the three highlight games. Uh, well, I guess you could say four highlight games today uh, with the St. John's game, uh, St. John's and Connecticut. But you've got obviously. Uh, the, you know, the battle on Tobacco Road tonight with Duke in North Carolina. We talked about Kansas and Houston. Um, you know, I, I think these two teams bear watching, but it probably, the fact that it hasn't moved and it's pretty much two-way, um, it tells me that we, uh, we, we put up a, a, really, a really good number here because the general public, this is a game where the general public should watch to get more accustomed to these two teams heading into at least conference tournament, right? Let's face it, because March now is about March Madness for us starts at the beginning of March with the conference tournament. So you want to start watching these two teams because one of them is probably going to represent the conference. not Maybe not both of them, but one of them is going to in all likelihood represent the conference. So get a feel for them and get ready for the, the big tournament. Like you said, Drake, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, could have uh, could have beaten uh, uh, Miami last year. Um, they, they should have. They're up, they're up by yeah, eight with four I, minutes to go. I, I mean, so uh, you you want to you want to you want to watch these teams, but not going to get as much handle as it is uh, as it would because of the other marquee games, including you know uh, Kentucky and uh, and Tennessee later on.
I want to go to another place that's difficult to get to. Morgantown, West Virginia. We, I, was just, I was hoping you would talk about so this game. This, I, I, you know, this is the, to me, I know, I know technically I think by the mileage, Provo to Orlando is longer than Provo to Morgantown. Maybe as the crow flies. No, but it's, <laughs> you also can have a straight shot from, from Provo to Salt Lake to, to Orlando is a straight shot also, but on most airlines, on a few airlines. Uh, as we talked about, this is a very difficult spot to get to regardless. Yeah, I'm talking about this compared to, to w- yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it, yeah it's, there's yeah. a lot of zigzagging there, So right? And, and, and switchbacks. This, this, this was the line I was looking forward to the most today to see where it came. There were some very, very early nines. Yes. Which seemed nuts. Gobbled up immediately. Immediately gone. Yeah. The eight and a halfs and the eights, all mm-hmm. gone as well now. Mm-hmm. We now sit, forget the seven and a halfs, those are gone too. Yes. We now sit at seven, which quite frankly, I still think is too many points in this game where again, BYU was coming off probably their best performance in big 12 play earlier in the week mm-hmm. where they finally looked, look, the Ken Palm loves them. They're top 10 in the country, I, Ken I, Palm, I, which I, I think is nuts, but they looked, they looked like a top 10 team against Texas earlier in the week. I'll did. give them credit on that. They look great in that they game did. at the Marriott center. But this number's two, even at seven, where West Virginia, we talk about home road splits. West Virginia's, even though they've had a they've had a rough go of it for the majority of this season, they have three home conference wins. And including Kansas. They beat Texas, right? Kansas, and, and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati. Like they beat all right. the three teams that are all top thirty five Ken Palm. Yes. And to me, I don't know if Cincinnati will get there when it's all said and done. Same with Texas. Oof. Yeah. But Texas and Cincinnati, with a few right bounces of the ball, could all all three of those teams could end up in the NCAA tournament. Well, the Big Twelve, I think, will have the most. I mean, a minimum of nine. No, no, the there's. Uh, I, I really believe Which, that. Which, by the way, the Big the Twelve best. is fourteen teams. Yeah, well, naturally. I mean, yeah. you know, when the forget the the number after the big. <laughs> Look at the Big Ten. They're going to be the Big Twenty, or the Big Twenty Two, yeah. whatever they. So. Um, but no, this game here is, is and and West Virginia at home. They're a different team. They're they're very good at home. Yeah, too. they're totally. And this team. is this is another example of a home court. Not just because of the the environment. Once you get there, it's getting there that can be difficult. Especially and Jeff, we've talked about this. So uh, you know, it kind of bears repeating. Weather. If weather is a factor, I'm not sure what the weather is, has been like there in the last uh, 24 hours. But with the fine. reason. I say weather is sometimes, which once once you get there and you get to the hotel, it's difficult to get from your venue to the the state. Your whole, you're already, uh, your clock is already thrown off as the visitor. Okay, now when you add sometimes difficult travel, I remember a game a few few years ago. Um, believe it or not, UCLA. This was more than a few years ago. I want to say maybe ten years or so ago. UCLA went there to play a game. Okay. And they had a ridiculous trap. They were de- their flight was delayed. They got flight got rerouted. They had to get a bus with a plow in front of it to get to uh, uh, to the uh, uh, arena and things like that. That this plays into maybe, maybe not today in Morgantown, but in certain venues uh, because a lot of people when I say that say they're playing indoors. How do, how could weather impact it? It's the travel. For the visitors in particular to get to the venue, well, first of all, to get to the to the city and then or, or the closest city and then get to the venue. Um, so, 
But anyway, that aside, this is a, a, a tremendous home court. As we've seen, to your point, already in the last month with what the Mountaineers have done to at least two, maybe three teams that are going to go to uh, going to go to the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah, hey, look, it could flip back and West Virginia turn into the team they've been all year. Of course, it could. Maybe, but it's the brutal. I think it's a brutal spot for BYU. Tough wouldn't spot. be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked if West Virginia does it again outright. Now, I don't know if they will, but sprinkle a little money line. Small, tiny, right. tiny, twenty okay. percent, maybe, maybe even less. Okay, <laughs> in all honesty. All right. Uh, by the way, I bet Hofstra. But you're gonna you're gonna get two fifty. So no, I know I don't have yeah, to do that so. much in order yeah. to, to get yeah. there. I, I bet Hofstra today. You did three. against Towson. Yeah, laid the three. Hofstra okay. had a miraculous win against Stony Brook in the Battle of Long Island earlier in the week. Big uh, big rivalry. A lot of folks. Stone well, it's now a conference. Game. Right? Yeah. All right. So yeah. it's uh, you know, that's another one. But again, watch you you look at teams and these are players that got recruited by yeah. both both schools, right? I mean, uh, and this is this. This is uh, another example of that. A lot yeah, of kids uh, from uh, Long Island and New York metropolitan area that uh, that played high school ball there. And well, that was yeah. that was the uh, the five one six over the six six three one. There right. you go. Very good. Uh, all right, uh, Auburn and, and Ole Miss up next. This is so you you've been pretty high on Auburn in your power ratings. I am uh, this year, Vinny. Uh, right now at three and a half on the road in Oxford here with with Auburn, who had a rough week a week ago where they had the loss in the big rivalry game against Alabama and then flipped around and lost in Starkville to Mississippi State Mississippi last State was tremendous on the boards. They were great in that, in, game. In, in that game. So they the folks had – this is up from three. So the yeah. so they have bet Auburn. Total hasn't moved. Uh, Ole Miss is one of those teams where I don't know if the record matches their ability. So far this year, the analytics do not like them at all. You think their record is better than, uh, than, I think than they, their... I, I think they are worse than their record worse is. Worse than their record. Okay. But I still think they are of NCAA quality. I I could see them yeah. making the tournament, but I, I, uh, Nine seed, I, I agree seed, with you like that, that uh, I'd like to see a little bit more out of them. And this is, this is a big game for them yeah. uh, to... Uh, Make a statement, and and Auburn is you know here's it's a tough stretch for them, right? Uh, uh, another uh, another road game in a in a in in conference play. So, but yeah, this is a this is a this is a tough out here. But they did uh, they did bet uh, the Auburn Tigers here to uh, uh, from the three. We used three on the overnight. They're up to three and a half. Here's an interesting one in the Big Twelve. Cincinnati goes to Lubbock. That's a fun road trip <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech is five and a half, Vinny, uh, at home. Down. So this is an interesting one. Six, Took five, five and a half. Yeah. So we're right smack down two in way. the middle. Uh, two way, indeed. I, I actually think Texas Tech is a little bit underrated still. I, I would, I will tell you that this is they're a they're a sneaky good team. You know, you, it's interesting. You, uh, let's talk about you. You just mentioned that. You think Mississippi's uh, not as good as their record? I think Texas Tech is the opposite. I think they're, they're better, they're than, better their than their record. And they're 16 right. and, and, and they're 16 wins. <laughs> so, um, you know, they could easily have uh, have 18 wins. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is uh, – I've got them higher than 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 Mississippi, let's say. But uh, oh, this, yeah, is a, this, is a good, this is a good ball club. This is an interesting – well, again, first-year coach, Grand McCaslin, came over from North Texas. 
they're still playing. They're not playing as slow as North Texas did when McCaslin was No, there. Well, he's, I think he's – well, credit talent. him for that because, again, this is not a coach that came in and said, we're going to play this way. He's adjusted to his personnel. Well, they still wear, right? They still play slow. They're just not well, ridiculous. But they're not crawling. Yeah, correct. <laughs> They the play deliberate. They're, they're 61, 66.1 possession. Still pretty slow, but not, uh, bot, they're not, not they're a, barely bottom 100 on he, he, again, you, you, you can't. Coaches need to adjust, you know. Who, now, if you want to play a certain style, it's going to take you a couple of years to get there. Used to be probably more than a couple of years, but with uh, the transfer portal now, it could be a lot quicker. Vinny, uh, let's go to the big one. Tobacco Road, <laughs> Dean Dome, the site for the first matchup between Duke and North Carolina. So, North Carolina's long winning streak finally snapped earlier in the week with yeah. a game where really kind of classic look-ahead spot. They slept, walked in Atlanta, came back, took the lead. Georgia Tech made the bucket at the end. They win by one in the big upset. Georgia Tech, by the way, has beaten both of these teams this year. Georgia Tech at home. At home. Not bad. And they were, you talk about being sky high. Maybe, you know, maybe a look ahead spot. Um, Maybe there's a, when we get to Georgia Tech, there may be a, a, a let, where are they they at? I'm I'm looking at Georgia Tech today uh, is an eight point underdog at at NC State. At NC State. So tough spot for them, uh, emotional letdown. But getting back to this one, um, great, terrific game. Uh, position nicely, three thirty Pacific. Um, always gets betting attention. This and this this is a game that'll get tied to next week's Super Bowl. This is one of those games today that, in you know, public in particular, uh, in in terms of multi leg bets, uh, you know, parlays, they're gonna have uh, they're gonna have these teams uh, tied to either the uh, the Forty Niners or the or the Chiefs, but. This is a great game, Jeff. We opened it four and a half, and uh, there's going to be two-way action on this game all day. I don't know what to do with this. I really don't. In-game, maybe. I, maybe, if but— If you don't know what to do pre-flop, either pass, obviously, well, or, pass, well, or or certainly in-game or continue to pass, but watch it to see— So, so there's—I had one line of thinking last night. I just mm-hmm. think North Carolina's better. I just think they're—I think they're— considerably better than this Duke team. Now I, I do, but Duke is also one three straight, well, right? Here's the other, well, here's the other kicker with this. It's this rivalry. Sure. You, I, I, Different I, animal. To use the cliche, you throw the record books out. You throw out what you've seen with these two teams all year. And pay attention to Jeff, if, especially if this is a close one. Who do these two have next and where? I believe they're both home. Clemson at home and, for and, Carolina. Is Duke Duke Notre gets, Dame? Yeah, Notre Dame is terrible. Yeah. So, so you know, that's another uh, uh, thing uh, item to pay attention to. Certainly, I do, and uh, when making numbers coming up, you look at taking numbers. a whole boatload of points with Notre Dame next week on Wednesday. You better get. You, I can you, tell you that. Better be a big boat. Uh, hey, look, <laughs> better be a ferry. Hey, look, if you're getting eighteen and a half, that might be worth it. <laughs> Probably will be getting 18 and a half. It's a ferry. That is a, that is a ferry of points. Um, but uh, this one, uh, this one, uh, yeah, this is a game that uh, uh, will will be one of the uh, one of the higher handled games uh, of the day. Certainly, the highest handled game of the, of the afternoon. There's no question about it. Well, it's in, well again. This is this is a day where obviously no football tomorrow. 
you have three just and ESPN has promoted it like this and correctly so where mm-hmm. you have three just mega matchups. Yeah. Where we already talked about Kansas and Houston. Mm-hmm. You have this and then you have Tennessee and Kentucky, which we'll get to a little bit later mm-hmm. in the nightcap. So you you I would imagine this will be a pretty pretty large handle day, all things considered, on on, on, well, on these college hoops games. College basketball will be will be front and center. <clears throat> because now the the public is getting involved with college basketball for that first month in particular it was ma- mainly pro betters right and mm-hmm. uh but now the public will start getting uh getting ready for it and in fact we've got some from some visitors here so there's a few guys uh, that are visiting here and they they come every year at this time and then they come back for uh from March madness uh from uh, uh from New England and uh, they're they're very much involved with it, more so than the NBA. Uh, oh, these yeah. guys will be, and and the thing that's hurting the NBA, although there's you know the Knicks are hosting the Lakers tonight, and hopefully everybody plays. Although Randall won't for the I'm talking uh, about he has a legitimate. Injury, he, he's though. got a yeah, he's he's hurt. But that said, um, you know college hoops is uh, is really front and center today because the uncertainty of who's playing in the NBA is hurting is hurting that that product and, and, and it hurts the handle. So, uh, but that's a pretty good double header at the garden, UConn and, uh, oh, UConn, St. John's a, Lakers and, and Knicks, the Knicks who all of a sudden have they, turned nine back row. the clock and look great. Nine in a row, nine in a row. And that's even with that, without Ananobi and with Randall that. for a few of those. Yeah, now Knicks are, uh, Knicks are playing, uh, playing some good ball. No, that's no that, question. That, that, Keep that an eye East, on them. That Eastern conference is uh, very interesting, especially if Joel Embiid's injury is, Something that keeps them out for a while. Yeah, and 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 the uh, and the Sixers and the Knicks are, are right there, right with the, with each other. Well, it's uh, I mean two through five are all a game and a half separated right now. Yeah, uh, Philly's still a favorite today, even without MB. No, Maxi had that gigantic game in Salt Lake City on Thursday. Uh, Sixers three points. Sixers what? Sixers are playing Brooklyn, Brooklyn today. Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's her. Not any, not any good at all. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We get back more college hoops. Here on the show as we keep it rolling. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games, and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. 
and our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. The Hall of Famer himself, Vinny Maliulos here. It's always good. It's always good to have you. Well, thank you. It's uh, always good. Very. Uh, I, I, by the way, I bet you tell that to all the bookies. The uh, the reaction to yesterday's Football Friday. Uh, people loved the uh, people loved the story of when you had to pay both sides of the coin toss. Oh, did people, it? The did people love that. That's a true story. Too. Oh, I know. I you know. I mean. Look, you've been in the, you've been here in, in the business here in Vegas for over forty years. There are plenty of great stories like that. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, I get. I still, I think my favorite stories are yours involve boxing. We for a different day. Yeah, um, a lot of boxing <laughs> stories. There are a lot of great boxing stories, which I mean, again kind of makes me sad that boxing's not the same today. I wish it was. Uh, also, I mean, you know, the uh, the UFC cards here are very popular, but there was a. It, when we had fights here in Las Vegas, but especially at Caesar's Palace, where I was uh, uh, working, where I worked for 14 years, uh, we had just it. Those fights were they were really the center of the sports universe. I mean, uh, it the energy, the excitement, not only uh, permeated the property, but it really transcended the whole the town. Anywhere you went, everybody talked about it. And all you have to say is, you know. What do you think of the fight? Who do you like in the fight? And you could be on on property or off. Uh, it it was just you know a, a special time, uh, no doubt about it. And Caesars did it in in such a great way. And then um, you know having to uh, been able to participate in those. I used to set up a sports book out on the uh, the tennis courts. So we had the outdoor arena. We had a lot of fights in the indoor pavilion, and then various spots of the property. To, uh, depending on uh, how big a, an arena, and typically the arenas outside were at least 16,000. And uh, we'd set them up, and I'd always set up a, a, a portable sports book out there. Oh, oh, a little bit different uh, for what that property looks like today. Oh, it's very different. <laughs> just, yeah. just a little bit. No doubt about it. Uh, oh, man. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we'll, we'll tell some of those stories down Oh, there. hey, look, once we get past the Super Bowl, yeah, we, I would love to have a, a story time episode there's some classics those, those football fridays turn into to story time fridays basically uh uh it could even be two weeks from now maybe we only have one more uh one more uh super bowl game uh to, to go here uh real quick actually before we get back into college hoops since we're now a little over a week away mm -hmm. now we obviously have football friday all the yeah. props are out yes uh so Vinny, just uh just so far through the first week how's everything been as Good. we uh, get leading up to the game very good um even some you know five and six figure bets right away not just uh the week of you know up forthcoming so uh in fact uh, jimmy vaccaro was in the other day with some uh five and six figure tickets on on the game and again the way uh the betting has gone so far jeff we opened the niners two they took two initially took one and a half and then once we got to one they laid one and laid 
uh, one and a half uh, on the game. So overall, great two-way action. We pr- pr- presently back to two, and uh, the total at uh, uh, forty-seven and a half. So, uh, and then yesterday, you during the course of the week, you know, Chris unrolled the uh, uh, the props here at South Point uh, in in segments. But yesterday was the big day to get the nineteen-page uh, packet out and. Great response, uh, not just right away, but right through the night into the morning. Again, South Point, a 24-hour uh, book. And, uh, you know, for the folks that are not going to be in town next week, uh, they've got uh, this, uh, we took advantage of this weekend to, to offer the props to the folks too. And again, you know, the, the, the props, you know, and Chris said, it, I mean, it, it's been a, it's been pretty standard for the props to accommodate or account for about fifty percent of the Super Bowl wagering, uh, I you know Chris thinks it may go through that. It wouldn't shock me, especially you know, and we talked about it too, Jeff, with two very public teams yeah. that have support in their their ho- their cities, their states, but also nationally, and and not only public teams but public players. And by that I mean you know you look at uh, you know certainly. Uh, the the quarterbacks, especially Mahomes, but the tight ends, right? You've got the, the, the running backs. You've got uh, you know skill position players that people follow all year with their fantasy uh, football uh, uh, selections and things like that. So I think that's certainly going to add to to the props this uh, this year as well. So a great response. In fact, one individual yesterday uh, bet over one hundred fifty thousand on uh, on the props. And so, um, nice, nice great, action. Great response uh, uh, so far. Shifting back over to yeah. college hoops, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. Go ahead. How about some Ivy League? Let's go Ivy. You so, like the Ivy? So you know this is this is interesting here because, as we know, Ivy is goes back to back more times than not. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Yes. And Cornell and Harvard is the one game that stood out to me here where. Cornell, currently undefeated in Ivy play. Mm-hmm. Them and Yale are at the top. Yale beat Princeton, came from behind last night uh, in New Haven to get that win against a Princeton team that I still think is the best team in the league, even though they have two mm-hmm. conference losses, road losses to both Cornell and Yale. So this is an interesting one. Cornell was in a dogfight last night against Dartmouth. They were Correct. lucky to win. Escaped. They purely escaped winning that game. Harvard came from way back to beat Columbia last night uh, in Cambridge, even though uh, that is a better Columbia team than usual. The, uh, they, the actually, the conference is better from top to I bottom com- when you think, think about it, right? I think the conference is the best it's Typically, been Typically, the Ivies had a couple of teams at the top, and then everybody else is... Yeah, usually, just, usually the bottom right? is really bad. But this is this is a much more competitive conference yeah, uh, I mean, look, this year, Jeff. The only team in that conference that I don't... I know Brown is 6-14, I actually think Brown's a lot better than their record shows. Well, the conference is better, and they're yeah. playing more competitive, right? Yeah, Dartmouth's the only team in that league that I don't think yeah. is any good. So, uh, But this is an interesting one because Harvard's a three-and-a-half-point dog here. Both well, teams— they were higher. I mean, we used, I think we used five on the overnight. Yeah. You know, so so, so they, they, they're taking the home dog so here. So both teams, though, are coming off of big comebacks yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. So this is like a really bizarro handicapping spot where— the biggest advantage here and why Harvard has been bad is that Harvard played their game last night yeah. at Cambridge yeah. and Cornell's had to take the bus from New Hampshire they, into, yeah. into Boston. So, so uh, uh, you know, uh, an, an easier, I guess an easier, you know, listen, it's not like this. It, it, it's it's certainly not like, you know, uh, 
teams traveling cross country, right? At, at all, right? This is not uh, this is not a BYU. Uh, going to Morgantown example by any means. <laughs> so, uh, but that said, a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, uh, the fact that Harvard's home here, I think, uh, contributes to it. But I also think that, but the fact that both of them were in a dogfight last night, um, you know what points, maybe even more at a premium. And uh, you know, folks took took the five. They took four and a half. They took four. So we're just looking for the threshold to 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 get some uh, some Cornell money. But to your point. Uh, when you're handicapping the Ivies on Saturday, pay attention to who, and most of the time it's everybody, uh, played the night before and what kind of game they had. Yeah, everyone played last night. So, uh, Princeton's a seven-point favorite on the road against Brown. Brown uh, actually beat Penn last night. Yale's a big favorite. Yale's uh, against 13 Penn. against Penn. Yeah. That's not surprising. Yale's really, but Yale's really good. Those top three teams are really good this year. They actually question are. is how many how many Ivies go? I think I think it's still one. Still one. Still one. I think Princeton two would be a Princeton a, was a, 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 a newsflash. Wouldn't Princeton it? was the one that I thought actually could justify getting an at large, but I thought it'd be difficult. To, I think I thought they needed to go through Ivy, play with one loss, and then lose in a hard fought title game, and, and they already have two losses. To your play. point, and and again, yes, the conference is more competitive. But the, the conference power rating is not what, let's say, the Mountain West no, is. No, right? look, Princeton's the so. top team in the Ivy and Ken Palm at 67. So it just, you're not getting there. Um, but I will say, whoever ends up getting that bid, it could be dangerous to could whoever, be a dangerous whoever they draw yeah. in the first not round gonna, of the NCAA tournament. Certainly that's, not going to be a, for sure. an enjoyable experience. No, it will not be. Uh, let's go to the Big 12 next. How about Baylor and Iowa State? What a good game oh. that goes under the radar because of the high-quality games that there are across the board today. Uh, credit to the Clones. I, I mean, this was a team that in non-con I thought was pretty – Average, all things considered, I thought they didn't match what the Ken Palm resume was. They had the losses, the Vodtech and AM. Didn't really beat anyone other than Iowa and non con. Uh, but since Big 12 play has come along, beat Houston mm -hmm. at home, they beat Kansas at home. They had a really good road win in Fort Worth against TCU, even though they did their best to blow that game. Was that, that was the uh, triple. Uh... No, that wasn't. No, the that, that was that was the that TCU was the game played that got up by eighteen, and they won yeah. by one. TCU that triple overtime that game last week was, was Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. yeah, who is the uh, is the uh, the uh, opponent today? Who, Baylor. by the way, has been played up to four. Yeah, I'm not. I actually like. I actually like Baylor on the overnight. Mm -hmm. Two uh, and a half. It two. Just again, we, we're going to talk about this all year in the, in these power conferences because with the way that all these teams are pretty mm -hmm. darn close. And I would argue the closest that one through like 30 has ever been in college hoops. Uh, you're going to home court matters so much. Oh, even well more so than usual to me this year mm -hmm. where ratings wise, these teams are pretty much dead. Even to me, I think Baylor, I think is a, to me, I have Baylor like a half point better. Well, I'm just going to, yeah, you, this is, this is a home court number. Yeah, this is, this is a, this is. Right, right on basically a pick 'em game, and and yeah. this is this is the this is the home. So court. I like I like Baylor because of the home floor. I, mm -hmm. I again I liked it better in the overnight numbers that were better for Baylor, but even at four, I still think that's fair on the Bears if you want to yeah. play. I don't know if you go much north. No, of I that, think this but, is the, the, but the most you can do. To your point, Jeff, too, uh, it bears watching. So it, there's not a lot of neutral. Like the NCAA tournament, for the most part, uh, is is going to be 
they're neutral courts. So mm-hmm. pay t- attention too to who's really who's got some success and who plays really well on the road. Yeah, uh, to get ready for that. By the way, I did not give Sean this one, but I know he loves bedding the Tommies of St. Thomas. I'm on the opposite side today. I have the ruse of UMKC. You do? He, like, he loves saying. So two-way action, not at the desk, but in the studio. Sean, Sean is. I, I'm pretty sure Sean has bet the Tommies the last month every Saturday. You cashing? Half and half, right? Yeah. Three and go. one. That's you're better. making money. Three and one's better than two and two. There you go. That's fine. You're two and two. You're losing. Yeah. Down to juice. Right? Yeah. Kentucky and Tennessee is next. Another primo game, Vinny. Yes. And so we've talked about Kentucky. They play no defense. They don't even attempt. Tennessee, you know, this is a weird one. This is a weird Tennessee team for me where the analytical numbers are awesome. They play faster than, than Barnes has normally wanted them to play in the past. Their defense is still top five. Their offense mm-hmm. is around where it's been in the Barnes era from usually in, from about 20 to 35. They're 31st. They're also coming off a, a, a earlier in the week. Both teams lost earlier in the week. Well, Kentucky lost, Kentucky in, lost overtime, to at home in, in overtime. In overtime. With, with, I think Wagner and Edwards missed that game. Yeah, And, and uh, they're uh, questionable. Or I don't know if they're question, playing today. You have to right. try to find out if they're playing today because that otherwise Kentucky – is if they're in the game, if you see this number ticking up beyond two especially, then well, that pit. tells you that the yeah. word is that they're going to play. Tennessee lost earlier in the week at home to South Carolina. South Carolina South is sneaky good. good. I don't think it's sneaky anymore. I okay. think they're legitimately No, you're good. right. They're, they're not a secret Now, now granted, we, we talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, I, I money-lined Georgia today against them because I just thought it was just a vicious spot. A little letdown, maybe. Nah, it's just a, it's just a vicious spot. Another for home court uh, type of uh, of play, right? Yeah, and okay. the only thing that South Carolina really had going for them is a revenge spot for them, because Georgia beat them in Columbia mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Georgia had probably the, one of the worst non covers of the whole year earlier in the week. Uh, but back to this Tennessee Kentucky game, it's very rare you see a. The second best defense in the country, according to Ken Palm, with a total of 159 in the game. But based off well, of what the pace is going to be, I actually think that total is coming in low, especially with the game at Rupp. And with and, and you you said it. Look, make sure you find the injury report, see who's in, see, yeah. see if Wagner and Edwards can go. If one of the two of them are definitely in, I like Kentucky mm-hmm. in this game sure. at home coming off. A home loss earlier in the week to Florida. I, I do like the Cats here. Man. Well, again, the other thing is this. The other thing you could do is is play Kentucky or wait for the in-game too, yeah. right? Or both. Or both. Well, I might do both. Who knows? You know. Never know. I'm I'm thinking you – I could see you on Kentucky at Pickham and then uh, pressing if uh, one or both, so, especially if both of them are in so the So I will say, I will say – in game in the middle of the day. Well, for this one, won't be fine. But earlier today may be an issue for me. I'm okay. taking a cooking class today. You what? A cooking class. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be like our guy Sean back there, who is of course the chef of of the group here. Well, I understand that, but he didn't take his cooking classes during Super Bowl week. No, what well, is- there's no football today this weekend. It's college basketball. Hey, look, it's okay. I'll have, I have all my bets in already. I, I can tell you right now, Emerald Lagasse didn't go to cooking class this week. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh. By the way, that reminds me. I had to be, uh, Good for you, buddy. Hey, what's what's what are you what are you cooking today? Did they tell you? Yes, yes. It's uh, 
Well, it was a Christmas gift. It was a Christmas gift. Okay. So, um, we, it is, uh, we, 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 it is an Asian cooking class today. We going, you going, like, is it, you going to beat Bobby Flay? Is I this, hope not. Is this something uh, we no can, wants that. is this something we can put a number on? Uh, if it's Flay, I mean, it's Flay minus, there's not a big enough number well, at that point. Wait a minute. We can get under his skin. You know, the Giants got beat, so they're not <laughs> playing in, in the Super Bowl. You know, we can, we can get them distracted. <laughs> get turtle involved. <laughs> Uh, moving along, uh, Mississippi State, Alabama, uh, tied right now nine up to nine, up to nine, right? 156 and a half. You know, I, I don't love laying big numbers with Bama. So, the, one of two things happens with Alabama pretty much in every game at this point, Vinny. Yeah, they're making their threes and they're, they're a locomotive you don't want to get out in front of. Or they're not making their threes, right. and they're capable of losing to anyone in the SEC. Including a very good rebounding Mississippi State team, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, they, the, folks, uh, the, the folks have sided, uh, have sided with, uh, with the home team here so far, Jeff, with Alabama. They laid the eight, they laid eight and a half, so up to nine. Um, total, actually, the total has... Uh, has not moved. We got we've got a better handle on totals now, and that's not a real surprise, right? Compared to the well, earlier in the by, season. By now, by now, you know, everyone's uh, we know who in the same teams boat. are who we thought they'd uh, or, or, or who they who they yeah, are. Yeah. They are who we thought they so. Were. Not but, letting you off the hook, though. But uh, you know, the thing about it is that uh, it's a it's a big number. You're 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 asking a lot here, and you're asking for Alabama to play some defense here to cover this number too. It's not just about scoring, right? And uh, not something they uh, uh, they particularly enjoy doing. They'd rather outscore you running up and down the court. Wazoo up next. This is the Apple Cup on Hardwood. Wazoo at Washington, game in Seattle. Pick on this one, Vinny. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, Wazoo to me is pretty clearly better. Number dictates that. But you're on the road. You're in an environment where the Washington fans will actually show up for this game. Oh yeah, uh, it is. It is very hard for me to take Wazoo in this spot, even though I I have them have them a few points better, or not a few points. I guess two technically constitutes a few points better, but mm-hmm. I, I do think Wazoo is the better basketball team to watch. I think so. Uh, you know, Washington State too with a uh, a win over the uh, uh, Arizona Wildcats sure. as double yeah. digit dogs uh, on on their on their resume. It's a a this popular year. thing to do in the back twelve. Um, so uh, you know the thing. The other part about this kind of game uh, and a lot of the games that we're talking about actually uh, is that there's a lot of there's a lot of juice. There's, when I say juice, there's a lot of uh, adrenaline flowing right yeah. with the players because these are. Uh, players that were recruited uh, for the most part by both teams. Um, they are now going against former teammates too. So there's a, uh, there's a lot of emotion uh, in these games, more emotion than, uh, than, than a lot of other games on the schedule. So, and that, that's another reason why to, to kind of pay attention to who they have next and where they're at and what that number is too, because these games can be physically draining, but they can be emotionally draining as well. And again, uh, uh, the emotion part comes into play 
considerably more, I, I would say, overall on average in, uh, in the college game than it does in the pro game. Keeping it here, Vinny, mm-hmm. I, I actually, in this next one, I <laughs> talk me out of this real quick because I know I'm not going to like myself by about. Is this a DePaul reference? About by about 6:40 p.m. local time here in Vegas. I like the Blue Demons plus the points here. <laughs> you do uh, torture yourself yeah, too. I, you know, it's you know, it's just one of those where Xavier played their best game of the year basically earlier in, Good the, point. in the week. Good point. I mean, That's again. Yeah. Follow up that uh, yeah. a, a, an emotional game, maybe, you know, or or, or or a big game with perhaps a, a letdown spot. They were great on the road. They were great against St. John's. That did not look like the team we've seen. Who's Xavier have next? Z- Xavier has Villanova. Next. Villanova next. It's a, it's a shame because Creighton is the game after Villanova. If you have those games flip, it really would be yeah the perfect the perfect uh, hey letdown after. Great performance and look ahead put together, which mm. would have been definite play on DePaul. Look, DePaul is awful. They are they are a horrible basketball team. They're shame. three and eighteen. They fired their coach already in the middle of the year. Yeah, they're completely non-competitive earlier in the week against Seton Hall. Show some pride, Blue Demons. All you got to do is lose by thirteen, and we're happy here, Vinny. Or uh, uh, let's see, yeah, thirteen uh, and up to thirteen and a half. They laid it. They yeah, laid the no, thirteen with Xavier. And when I tell, well, so I. I before we, uh, before we knew that Alex was going to be under the weather today, I texted Alex last night, and her and her first reaction was, "Really, DePaul? <laughs> They're on the list." That might be what that might be what set her over the edge. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know what? I wouldn't, wouldn't By the way, me. we Alex get well. Yes, please get well, please for sure. All right, one last one before we get out of here. Yeah, me. the big one in the WCC. Oh, St. Mary's Gonzaga, St. Mary. Look. Both of these teams this year, I, I look, Gonzaga probably would still get in based off their name recognition only to the NCAA tournament Well, if they don't win the WCC. St. Mary's, because of what they did in non-con, I think needs to win the WCC or yeah. at least get mm-hmm. this game today here in the yeah. kennel. Uh, their best, they do have two good Mountain West wins against New Mexico and Colorado State, but not much else other than that. Um. Four and a half hasn't moved at all no. on this game, which kind of tells me that St. Mary's is probably the right side here if this thing hasn't moved at all, Vinny. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, this game will get the majority of the play is going to come in tonight. So this will be not only a popular game. It, you know, These are the two uh, most popular teams in recent years in the, uh, in the West Coast Conference, Jeff. This will be a, a get-out game of sorts or a gravy game tonight. You know, it'll, it'll get the late play. Uh, Obviously, and 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 televised as well. So, um, the fact that this game is not a bigger number too than we and, and now these have been the best teams in the conference for a number of years, but typically you would see it a bit higher, right? Uh, uh, than than four and a half. Gonzaga is not the Gonzaga of of, of uh, the Drew Timmy uh, years, and even before that, um, the conference overall, which has been you know. Sur- you know, surprisingly competitive in the in the upper half in recent. It, the conference is going through a transition. They're, the conference is not as good uh, uh, from top to bottom uh, as it as it was. I think the Mountain West from top to bottom is is a better conference. Uh, oh, o- I don't, overall, I don't think that's okay. Big, yeah, um, but this one's going to. But that said, uh, a big rivalry game here, and it's a game that both teams really need on their resume because. 
you would think by now that we would be talking about Gonzaga as a a definite tournament team. I, I I'm not convinced that, of that I don't, I don't right think now. They are. I mean, they've, beat, they've beaten no one this year. Yeah. I mean, even and St. have gotten beat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, even St. Mary. I look. I, I yeah. was saying St. Mary's was lacking quality wins in non-con. St. Mary's win against New Mexico is by far the best win between the two teams. Yeah, no and question. then Colorado State's the second best win between the two teams yeah. for the two of them. So, yeah, I mean, again, two. Now I said that the Mountain West is better. I'm talking about from top to bottom when you compare oh, all yeah, of the yeah, teams. I, don't, I, don't think, I mean, you know, I so mean, there's, um, there's there's two teams in the 300s in Ken Palm and in, in the WCC. Yeah. Uh, Portland and Pacific, who Gonzaga needed everything they had. They've been life and death beat. against the uh, uh, the, the bottom two. No, I, I look, I just other than that game against San Diego, and then earlier this week where they just annihilated Loyola Marymount. Uh, I, this is this is not a this is the weakest team few has had in a very long time. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, which again, the one thing I will say next Saturday, Vinny, in the middle of conference play. A very random Gonzaga trip to Referina to take on Kentucky next Saturday. Good for them. Good. That's amazing. That's a, if they win that game, it's a whole different conversation. It's a it's a, it's a bigger game for Gonzaga than it is for Kentucky. Uh, not that yeah. Kentucky, you know, uh, is is not going to be mindful of that either. No, I mean, look, Cal will have his team ready to play. Oh yeah. Again, uh, pay attention and let's see the status of Wag. I hope Wagner and Edwards play today. That's a that's a, you talk about a rivalry uh, game uh, as well. You know, d yes. Yes, Louisville so, and so Kentucky is a rivalry game, but so is uh, Tennessee and Kentucky in in all sports. Before we uh, before we get out of here, uh, Adam Zagoria, uh, of course, covers uh, covers college hoops for the New York Times. Now has been around for a long time. DJ Wagner is a game time decision today. Yeah, yeah. but we'll we don't know about Edwards. Nothing second. about Edwards yet. Nothing on Edwards yet. Still questionable. Yeah. Okay. Scour those uh, Scour those wire good. services for uh, player information. Good to be with you, Jeff. Good to be with you as well. Good work by our crew as always. Alex White, please get better. Get well, Alex. Please get better. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow, 8.30 in the morning, right here at Sports by the Book.